0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: I don't want you in your car. Not today. Not with this weather. So unless you absolutely have to be driving around somewhere, I want you home. On your couch. Feet up. Maybe fire going. As the snow pummels us here in the Tri-State area. There's a lot of snow out there, people. Be very, very careful. Of course, my guys braved it. Because this is what they do. Ty D. Butler. Jake L. Montgomery. There on the other side. Rothenberg with you. Till noon. 98.7 ESPN. I, I can't believe that we have this much to get into. Like, I almost feel... Overwhelmed with the amount of stuff we have to get into. Of course, Stump Rothenberg, 10:30. Of course, R.J. Bell at 11 o'clock. But there's, I mean, last night, as um, I don't even know what I'm doing. Just, just you know, getting ready for dinner with the family and hanging out and kids stuff and whatever, whatever kind of stuff I do, on a Friday after a long work week, as the snow's getting ready to pound us in the tri-state area. The news comes across the wire. I think I saw, actually, I think I was on with the K show. And then right after that, immediately following that, the news hits Brian Dable is the new head coach of the Giants. And I've heard so many people, so many say it's the same old Giants, right? Mara Tish, they liked Brian Flores. They set up this interview before um, Joe Shane was even named the GM. It's the same thing. So you think it's different, but it's the same thing. It's different. This is now different. You can't deny it. They had no ties at all to Joe Shane. I think the guy they would have preferred was probably Brian Flores. But no, they go with Brian Dable. And I got to tell you, now, could I be wrong? Of course. But at this very moment love it. I love what the Giants have done. You listen to all the people that are extremely highly respected in this league. And Shane Dable is about as good a duo as you could get. Now, is there a ton of work to be done? A ton. I mean, you have to have answers on Daniel Jones. Now, apparently, and I can hear you right now, I can hear you getting all crazy with yourself saying, well, Daniel Jones stinks and they're not going to turn him into anything. Apparently, Brian Dable really, really likes Daniel Jones. But it doesn't matter if he likes him or not. The truth is, Daniel Jones is going to get a one-year audition with an understudy right there. This is like a Wednesday in the theater. The the backup is ready to roll. And if you go out there and you're Daniel Jones and you're not good, there's not going to be Mike Glennon behind you. There's going to be Colt McCoy behind you. There's going to be a legitimate backup quarterback. But Dable likes Daniel Jones. And I will say this. Could this not work? Yeah, I think that's realistic. You've heard Ken Dorsey. Sounds like Ken Dorsey was very highly respected. Um, was the, I guess, the assistant offensive coordinator. Maybe it was the quarterback's coach with the Bills behind Dable. Apparently, he's now going to choose between moving up to Dable's job. I don't know why he would not stay with Josh Allen and be the OC there. But he's going to choose between that or coming to the Giants as the OC. And he has a great reputation. From what I've heard, and I've been right with, with everything, really, when it comes to this. From what I've heard, Wink Martindale. Very strong chance of being the new defensive coordinator with the Giants. But it's different. It, it is different. This is the first time in in since George young since not, since I was six in 1979 since a lot of you listening were born the first time they've gone to quote the Godfather outside the family this is not their comfort zone not even a little bit but what the Giants have realized is what we do is not working this We're familiar with Jerry Reese. You're the GM. We're familiar with Dave Gettleman. You're the GM. Pat Shermer, Eli Manning, these are the guys. We're going to stick with them. That's going to work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work with a guy telling you that analytics is, oh, we're going to have an analytics guy. It doesn't work. All right, Dave Gettleman set this franchise back years. The combination of Gettleman, and the not having an awareness or having this over-allegiance or whatever you want to say to Eli Manning set this franchise back years, years. Now, you love Eli. He's an all-time giant. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a great, great guy, and I think he's exactly what you'd want to represent your franchise. Eli Manning was at the tail end of his career. And rather than move forward, the Giants brought in a GM that would do what they wanted and a GM that, let's be fair, was the definition of incompetent. And now you look, and it feels very different. Now, I can't sit here and tell you this is an absolute home run because things change and we don't know. But as far as ingenuity, as far as creativity... As far as heading in the right direction, as far as a guy that's as buttoned up and smart as a GM will possibly be, and and highly respected, Dave Gettleman was not that guy. There were people in NFL circles that were laughing that the John you took Dave Gettleman as your GM. That's a, that's a joke. Well, you know what, it was, and you know what, this is not. So, am I going to sit here and tell you that that unequivocally this is a home run? I don't, I don't know that. I, I don't, I don't have any idea. But do I think that today you should be optimistic? Yes. Absolutely. And it starts with the draft. And you, this is going to be a very different looking team. I mean, unbelievably different looking than you've seen. They're going to be cutting guys that you wouldn't expect them to cut. They're going to reshape this team and they are going to, and this is what has to happen, because the Giants can't go out there and try to hit home runs in free agency. right? The guys that you, I mean, Kenny Galladay, you don't like him. He didn't do much. Uh, Is he just bad? Does Kenny Galladay go from being very good and and a concern injury-wise to just he's now bad? I find that hard to believe. Was the team that bad around him? Was the coaching staff that bad at getting it set up? Was the talent just non-existent? I think that's probably more accurate. And what Joe Shane has to do, because he's got a lot of big-time equity in this draft, you go five, you go seven, you go early in the second round, you go two threes, he's got to figure out a way to fix this offensive line, which you should be able to do. He's got to figure out a way to add talent to this team. That's his job. And again, if the Giants are just better, if the Giants just take a step this season the bar is very low i mean lo- lo- like you can walk over the bar like an older person can walk over the bar someone in their mid 80s could walk over the bar you won four games your offense looked like it was 1947 and the wing t the way they ran it so all you have to do is is be competent and you've taken a tremendous step. And I think they will. I think that for the first time in a long time, there's real optimism with the Giants. See, you had it year one, McAdoo, and it was ripped from you. I don't know that you ever had it, Shermer, and I think we falsely had it year one of Joe Judge. See, if if Washington, Dallas, Philadelphia wasn't so comically bad, and one of those teams was a crazy record like nine and seven two years ago. The Giants, six and ten, does nothing for you. The Giants had one win that year, which you looked at, you're like, oh, that was a pretty good win. They they won in Seattle, right, with Colt McCoy. I don't know how, but they did. And for some reason, we now believe that Joe Judge was the Messiah and this great coach. Joe Judge may wind up being a, a good coach down the road somewhere, someday, somehow. Not today, not here, not with this team. But they have their new regime. It's Buffalo. Look at what Buffalo's done. I mean, really, is, is there, and I say this sincerely, is there a more competent organization right now in the NFL than Buffalo? They have taken a team which was embarrassing, landed the quarterback. I, I know, you know, the last 13 seconds of the game last week in overtime, notwithstanding, the defense is very good. Made a very nice trade for for Diggs. I mean, this is a legitimate power that will be there for years. Why? Dable, Shane, big contributors to that. So, listen, could it could it blow up? And we look at it three years from now, like God, they thought Shane and Dable were going to be good, and they're so bad. I find that unlikely. Could it happen? I guess, but it's different. And that to me is why I'm excited. Because it's not the same all, same all that the Giants do. We know you. You're safe. You got the job. Now you, who we trust, give us a list of a few guys and we'll approve or deny moving forward. That's not what they've done. Not at all. Not by any stretch. They don't know Joe Shane. Sounds like they kind of wanted Brian Flores. But you know what? That's not who Joe Shane wanted. And they went in that direction. So at least today, I really think you have to be optimistic with the Giants. Is Daniel Jones going to be good? I don't know. I mean, you'd say probably not, but he certainly hasn't had a fair shake. That's for sure. So they try to fix the offensive line. You can't deny they do have some weapons. They bring in a piece or two. They draft well. Could this be a different looking team? Look, sounds like Brady might retire. Rodgers could go to the AFC. You're telling me the Giants couldn't compete for a playoff spot? Compete for a playoff spot next year? And even if they don't, the bar is set so low. Just move in the right direction. Which I think they defined this week. So 1-800-919-3776. Obviously a lot of Giants conversation. And you know who's probably thrilled that the Giants made this hire last night? Thrilled. The Knicks. Because the Knicks are lousy and watching if you didn't watch julius randall play last year and i told you that he did that you would not believe me because in watching it and, and i'm sorry that he receives the bulk, but that's what happens when you're the best player or should be the best player you receive the bulk of the criticism and the bulk of the positivity within the organization and watching julius randall it actually looks to me, and I'm not saying this is the case, but it actually appears in watching him that he has zero interest to be out there. And my God is Giannis good. He is just sensational. Y- y- you watched that game last night. which, And by the way, thanks a lot, NBA. Nothing says we appreciate you more than a 10 o'clock start in the central time zone. Right? Rainier started at 8. And, th- and what a, what a night that was at the Garden, huh? Everything worked out perfectly except the result of the game. I mean, that was, you say what you want about the Garden, say what you want about Dolan, say what you want about the Knicks and the Rangers and how they're running all that thing. When there is a big moment to celebrate, nobody does it better.
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: I I really don't know how you couldn't be optimistic and and somewhat excited about the Giants today. We'll we'll get to your calls in just a moment. Um, I love it. Rob Reinhardt on the Twitter sends me a tweet, drinking my Irish coffee in front of the fire, listening to Rothenberg ESPN. I'll tell you what. And let's say good morning to my producer extraordinaire, Ty D. Butler. Good morning, Ty. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm great. How was your trip into the studio today?
2: Very, very eventful. Really, lots of. I was. I got to be sledding. honest. When I
1: woke up and I was nice and warm in my house. Oh, there you go. Um, when I woke up, one of my first thoughts after I kind of wiped the sleep out of my eyes and realized that I was nice
2: and rested was, I hope Ty and Jake are okay. They got us out here in the trenches, man. But look, we are warriors. We're soldiers. This show. Must go on. And we're excited because you asked me You asked me this morning, were there a lot of people on the run? I said, yeah, a lot of people are Which on the Which I don't run. like
1: to hear. Because the know, only people that should be out there are the people that absolutely have to be out there. They
2: have to be out there because they understand that they need to listen to this show. So they're like, come hell or high water or blizzard. You don't listen. need to be in your car on the road to listen to yeah, the show. But, you know, how ratings work and, you know, that kind of stuff. So they, they're in the car. They're listening. A ton of calls. Great open. I'm excited for you because the Giants have a head coach. Uh, let's just hope that two years from now they don't have another head coach because that seems to be the trend with this organization. But head coach, GM, um, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty optimistic about, about your football team. And I'm excited because you, you not only sound rested, but you sound like you were broken during the broken. NFL season. Broken. Like, it was almost tough to listen to. I, I mean, I took pleasure. It's it almost be- like
1: I was imprisoned.
2: <laughs> yes, you were. Right. I think people say that you know, going through a four and thirteen Giants season is tantamount to being in prison. I've heard uh, that before. Uh, uh, ve- very. Sim- what's the What's
1: the movie when the the American is trying to smuggle hashish and he gets caught and he gets put in the Turkish prison for for years and then he like that kind game. of party. You've seen that? It's a very well-known movie.
2: Oh, I can't think of it. right It's now. it's
1: like the, the 1970s true story, by the way. I'm sure there's people listening like, oh, of course, it, like it's
2: very, very famous. You're gonna get some people tweeting at you at D. Butler at Rothenberg ESPN. I'm anti- like like instantaneously yes. like this is a a ver- that's that's what I feel like, John.
1: I think uh, what's his, um, Hurt is in the John Hurt is in the movie. Like it's a very well-known movie. You're I I can hear you. You're Googling right now. Yes, I'm looking it up. So you're gonna you're gonna find it instant like instantaneously
2: uh v for vendetta no, no what <laughs> no, v- I'm look- i do not know what you just said v for vendetta i said v for vendetta i'm looking at his uh no
1: not no you said john v- Hurt.
2: V- for vendetta i'm looking at his this i'm looking at his filmography um seeing the movies that come up i can't find it but go ahead continue your point we're gonna I'm, get I'm, the I'm, answer
1: I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna l- allow me to look this up you you continue your point
2: my point was... Midnight
1: Express. There we go. Boom.
2: There we go. Midnight Express. Mid- oh, and yes. If you haven't seen it.
1: 1978. One of the great ones. By, by the way, who comes to my aid here? Who's that? You will never, ever guess. Now, most people don't know this person, so I don't want to waste everyone's time. Steve Hart. <laughs> I was just going to guess Steve, Steve Hart. Hart. Wow. Our traffic director. <laughs> you know why? Because the man <laughs> never sleeps. Doesn't He's stop working. Always
2: working. Yes, you can get an email from Steve at either like 12 a.m. or it, 4 p.m. He is 24 seven. This
1: man is working seven days a week. He he and he and he adds this little nugget as he's preparing the live reads for next Wednesday. He says <laughs> Randy Quaid also stars in the movie. Wow, good job, Steve. Yeah, great job by Steve. But, We're actually but,
2: getting emails from Steve now. You have to voice some scripts, so he, he's the nonstop worker. But now and now, right now,
1: by the way, all I mean. Pouring in on Twitter, Midnight Express, great movie, Midnight Express, Midnight Express. So there you have it. All right, continue. That's what I felt like. I I think the kid's name is like Billy something. That's what I felt like. Like I have been in a Turkish prison
2: (laughs) and I'm finally released. There's liberty. Liberty. I mean, going from Dave Gettleman to Dave Rothenberg would be an upgrade. You go from Dave Getterman to uh, Joe Shane. I, I would love for him to, like, spell his name differently because you almost you always want to say shown just the way he spells it. But uh, it, obviously what's, what's, what's going on in Buffalo, uh, you got to be excited. I don't know that you have a quarterback. Well, I, I think that we can assume that you don't, right? Like, Daniel Jones is not ever going to be a top echelon, top 10 quarterback. I think it's
1: – yeah, here's what I will say. I think that if coached well – and the offense has changed and the offensive line is better and there's like a semblance of some normalcy, he can be a middle-of-the-road NFL quarterback. But and he, I don't mean that as a knock. Like, to be can't. a top 15, 16 quarterback. That's but that's a, not good enough to – No, we're slow. right. We know that. But can he be the guy – a Joe Burrow, a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, a Rodgers, a, you know, any one of these guys? No.
2: So that's but – that, but that's – the, the the fight that you're in, right? Because if you're a Giants organization and pride yourself on winning, you can't have a quarterback that's, you know, middling, like a, mid, a middle tier quarterback. You're aspiring to have a top eight, of top course. ten guy, but I don't, to I don't I don't now Bowls. listen.
1: is there a chance that they fall in love with Kenny Pickett or Ritter or one of these guys and, and Dable says I, I want him, go get him and Shane says I think he's gonna be a star and, and that we see, you know, like Josh Allen type things in this guy? Sure. But I think the the better chance is they go with Jones and a real backup this year. And if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, then you flip the page and you have a new quarterback is, the
2: following season. Is he all of a sudden going to be able to stay healthy? Because See, three yeah, that, seasons, that might almost
1: be my bigger concern than are they going to make him play effectively? Because you're right, and it's a very good point by you, salient point, is he's always hurt.
2: And I just wonder—you've been watching football your entire, life. entire is there, life. Is there a precedent for a guy three years into the league, always hurt? He was a turnover machine in the first two seasons, and which now, does
1: seem to have been remedied a bit in year three. A
2: bit, but also, I mean, cut. You know, he didn't play. What he missed six games last year. So who knows what would have happened in those games? But sure, it, it looked like some of those issues had been rectified. Is there a, a precedent for that guy ultimately becoming a really good quarterback? And I just don't know that, that we, we, we've we seen that before. Well, time will tell. We'll find out. I guess you have to say
1: if if it's possible to fix this guy, you have the right pieces in place. right? A competent GM, you would assume that's going to be able to fix the offensive line. Because you got to be able to fix the offensive line this offseason. If you can't fix it with the draft capital that you have, <laughs> then you're you're really incapable. And All I, right. So, I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You got to figure that that's going to be fixed. And then if there's a coach out there that you would think can get a lot out of this quarterback, it would be Brian Dable and whoever he's probably going to bring in. So I feel good about that. You could be right. We could get to the end of the season and say, well, he's just not the answer. And if he's not. You flip the page, you move on, and, and now you have your quarterback moving forward. You got, you, I mean, at some point you're going to have to draft a quarterback.
2: But you, because you're almost baptized, and we saw great football last week, you're almost baptized by watching the Bengals win with Barrow. And I know the offense wasn't great, but we know that guy's one of the best in the league. Uh, Mahomes versus Josh Allen and. And and what Stafford did at, at the end of that game, and you look at the great quarterback play, and you understand that devoid of having that, you're not really a, a player when it comes to you know contending for championships. And then it leads you to think about Daniel Jones, and then for my team, Zach Wilson. Can they ever be those guys? And for the Jets, you, it's premature to go one way or the other. It's only been one season, but for sure. the Giants, uh, three years in, into the Daniel Jones experience, but I can't. I can't. Like like,
1: I can't go from from the really the laughing stock of the NFL to all of a sudden think okay now now we're going to be Super Bowl contender like like can yeah, I, I can it. I walk before I run I get it uh Bill Stover with a very good tweet by the way Phil Sims he said awful start of his career It's a good tweet Yeah Phil Sims was and Phil Sims was always always hurt at the
2: I I hear you googling I'm I'm looking it up. I, I I mean I hear I hear the act of googling happening. I'm looking it up. He uh, missed his fourth season the entire year, so he played. But 12, look games, at his first 13, couple of years; 10-10. they were they were not great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean that. I guess that would be, the comp. Now now, comparatively, that's forty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go back forty years to but, find a, a comp.
1: But I mean, within the Giants organization, you have a quarterback who was not good they, listen they benched Phil Sims do you it, I I I'll tell you what I will send you a breakfast to the studio today if you or Jake without looking it up <laughs> can tell me who they benched Phil Sims for they benched Phil I, I mean. and the Giants fan base of course because he's the backup quarterback wanted this guy to play over Phil Sims
2: I'm drawing dead
1: Scott Bruner was his name?
2: Oh, love me some Scott Bruner. Scott Bruner. Can we still get the breakfast though? Even though we didn't, I'll,
1: t- I'll tell you what. Because I'm in a giving mood today, I'm going to give you a couple chances throughout the show to
2: acquire the breakfast. Now, does it make us a bad? Does it make us bad people if we order food in this weather? Because we're not asking human beings to travel through the treacherous uh, nature no, of, of I think it's irrational, insane, sane or insane, insane. Same. So, without the end at the front, right? Yeah, I think I think it's the I think it's the wise move. Why would you want
1: to go out in that kind of weather when that's not your job? <laughs> where other people are in, now, I tell you this: if you get someone to deliver food to you at the station, you better give them a generous tip. Oh, absolutely! Not one of your like, okay, let's see. I and I have another nickel here. No, I'm a good tipper. A dime. That's like, what you think a, about me. I'm a good tipper. Like a real tip. Yes. Like you get breakfast for you for Jake. I mean, that's what a gentleman would do. By the way, buy it for for Jake. Let's do it. If you buy it for Jake, then, you know, they, they deliver 25 bucks. You give them, like, a nice, a good, good tip. Like, almost like 50%. They deliver a $25 breakfast for two, and he walks out of there with $35, 37
2: Okay, not bad. So, I I think that's I, so you're going to order it for us, and I'm going to be the one that tips. Love it. Here okay, we go. great. You're listening to the Dave
0: Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
2: Bad,
1: bad weather. You you go nowhere. Unless you have to for work. Have to. You can't go. See, Ty and Jake, they, they had to be here for me this morning. And they did. And they were. Hopefully, management will send them a nice breakfast buffet. It hasn't pick happened it, yet, Dave. Pick it, well,
2: it's, it's only been like 20 minutes. I think it's probably on the way. You think so? Like, it's already been ordered. I, I would think so, no? Uh, I would hope so. I, I have a stat for you that's going to uh, make you miserable.
1: Miserable. Is this a Nick stat? It is a Nick stat. See, it won't make me miserable because I've already, I'm, I'm done. You've checked like, I'm, emotionally, out. I'm emotionally dead.
2: So, this comes to us courtesy of uh, StatMuse. Phenomenal right. follow on Twitter. Phenomenal. Uh, after Tidy Butler, by the way. Uh, Julius Randle, more likely to score fewer than 10 points than he is to score 30 points. He scored fewer than 10 points seven times this season, he scored more than 35 times. So more likely to score fewer than ten than he is to score more than thirty. That's not it's, what you want it's, out it's of your best terrible. player. Who you it, just it, now,
1: What are they? If you look at their upcoming schedule, it's, it's, uh, it's Sacramento, I believe, on Monday, right? Yes. Which is a, I mean, couldn't be more of a must-win. You would agree with that?
2: Yes, but Sacramento could very well beat you. Uh, anybody could beat you. <laughs> yeah. Right now, I mean, then you, it you gets are... tough.
1: You are horrendous. You almost lost in Detroit when they had no players. Do
2: you remember that game? Yeah, they were down They were down 13 in the third quarter. In the third quarter of that game. Uh. But
1: but can I r- run through this with you quickly? So it's Sacramento Monday, and then you move to February, right? hmm Memphis, which is a game you don't expect to win. No. At Lakers, with Anthony at Utah, Davis and LeBron. at Denver, at Golden State, at Portland. There's a very good chance that's zero and five,
2: very very likely. 0-5. Best case
1: scenario, I would say, is one and four. You you'd be doing backflips if they went two and three in that five. Okay, but
2: draft. it gets better. So you come home for Oklahoma City,
1: which is a game you have to win, and then it's Brooklyn, <laughs> Miami. Now you know you know this, so you're home to Brooklyn. Kyrie is allowed to play in that game or
2: no? Uh, no, he's not. Why? Because uh, you can't play in New York City uh, if you're unvaccinated.
1: But other but other visitors play in New York City if they're on but he is
2: a uh, new uh, is he's a New York City employee huh okay so no Kyrie so no, no Kyrie. Kyrie
1: no Durant so that's that's a game you could win then sure right home to Miami home to Philly at Philly at Phoenix at the Clippers at Sacramento at Dallas at Memphis at Brooklyn
2: you know what the trend is here though Dave when you're a bad team, so the Knicks have lost what? When you're a bad team, everybody looks yes. like they're a good team. <laughs> They've lost six of their last seven games. I mean, they started 5-1, and one and you you felt like a Knicks fan, like, oh, my God, this could be the year that we actually make some noise. Everybody looks daunting when, you, when you're what the Knicks have become.
1: The the Giants, you looked at their schedule, like, oh, oh they have to take on the Bears? They, they couldn't compete with the Bears. <laughs> they couldn't compete with Washington. These are not good. The Bears had the seventh pick in the draft, and the Giants couldn't compete with them. You're right and this is true in any sport, when you stink, you're everyone's get-right game. And that, sadly, is what the Knicks are right now. I'm, a, I'm disappointed in you, Dave. Why?
2: Because I did listen to your show this past week.
1: You're you're mistaken, by the way, because you texted this to me during the week. I was like, I never
2: said that, but go ahead. I listened to the show this week, mm-hmm. and in any... Uh, circumstance where you're troubled as a fan base. You need to assign blame somewhere. So now, all of a sudden, there are Nick fans on Twitter who are questioning uh, if they should fire Tom Thibodeau, who is not even a year removed from winning the coach of the year. So you're saying that come middle of the season next year, he won't be the head coach? Right. And is that because you think he should be fired? Or do no, you see, just see, feel like the, the, the th- I didn't
1: see any I didn't say anything. Of me believing he should be fired. But but I'm asking. No, I don't believe he should be fired. Well, I mean, it remains to be seen at the moment. I don't believe he should be fired. What I said was, I believe by the all-star break of next year, he will not be the head coach of the Knicks. And for some reason, you take that as I'm leading the charge for for Tom Thibodeau
2: to be fired. Because I I don't think that, like, you look at what's happening with the Knicks and he should be assigned blame. I'll tell you what. Worldwide (laughs) Wes
1: and Leon Rose... Have some answering to do.
2: They're skating free. How? Because the, it's like everyone wants to criticize Tom Thibodeau. Look what they did. They they made, oh we, we got to bring back Nerlens Noel.
1: We we can't move forward without him, for some reason. And I and, and I've heard Knicks fans all over the place say that like Mitchell Robinson is untouchable. I brought up a couple of years ago. I said, boy, the the draft with Toppin. I said, you know what I would do. I said I I would package Mitchell Robinson, and that eighth and pick. that
2: pick I remember this.
1: Yep, and move up and draft. Let's give a Charlotte uh, ball, oh, Lamelo Ball, Lamelo Ball. Yeah, you got ripped for and that. I, and I remember our assistant program director John Winthrop, who I love, texted me. And goes the guys are laughing that you that you had this. They're <laughs> laughing at you. I said laughing at me. I said why? They're like they they couldn't believe you would suggest a trade like trade Robinson and and. Whoever their pick's gonna be for for that pick in Lamelo Ball, would you do that now? Yeah,
2: guess who's going to the All Star game. Guess who's games? laughing now, John? <laughs> guess <up>. who's laughing? Ha 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 ha! Oh my god! Yeah, I remember you had that um that that suggestion a couple of years ago. And Do you remember I, I got I got, got browbeat? Yeah, you got vilified for it. Uh, Lamelo Ball is going to the All Star game this year. Uh, OB- and that's another thing too. Like all the Nick fans who are like, well. Tibbs needs to play Obi Toppin more. He does. Uh, guys, I'd like, he does. I, I, uh, guys. He does. Guys? He does. Okay. There are games,
1: Ty, where Julius Randle is god-awful. In those games, can
2: we see less Randle and more Toppin? Here's my question to you. Without saying fast break dunks, what does Obi Toppin do well? He adds an energy okay. to this team. Energy. He, he does. <laughs> okay. Listen, he started to hit the three a little bit. He's, shoot, he's shooting. He's shooting 24 from three. I tried to look that up, like where it would rank, and it, the, the list is only 154 deep. Obi Toppin's not on the list. He's not in the top 154 in three-point shooting in a three-point shooting league. He can't create his own shot. Can't uh, Are create there for are others. there games? He's hitting. He's making watch, open dunks.
1: Are there games when you watch Julius Randle and you think to yourself, "Get him off the court." Yes. Okay. In those games, at those moments. Instead of being down 21 points and let's ride the, the spin cycle of Julius Randle, can I get Obi Toppin into the game? Sure. Can That's I, all I'm lo- can, I'm not saying Obi Toppin ordinarily should play 37 minutes and Randle
2: should play 17. I'm not saying that. My, my, can we have Obi Toppin hit three-pointers at a higher clip than 24%?
1: I don't know that you can right like
2: If it's only you on fast breaks giving us highlights, uh, highlight dunks, I'm sorry, like it's tough to really imagine you're going to be well, that look, much of a difference but, but, but look, maker. At, look at his plus minus.
1: Like, like every game, his plus minus is pretty good, and every game, Julius Randall's plus minus is, is horrendous. Well, now
2: part of that is skewed because the, the starting lineup is oh, so fine. bad. You know what? And he's going against so, so bench players.
1: My point is, can I see more of him? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am. But what what they're doing now
2: is not working. But it's a it's a roster issue. Like, if, if the biggest solution is we need more ob Toppin minutes and less Julius Randle, it speaks to an indictment of, of the roster. The, the, their best player is Julius
1: Randle, who should never be the best player. Let, let's go to the calls. Marvin in the Bronx. Marvin, you're on 98.7 ESPN.
3: What's so up, Dave? I'm going to show you how much I'm attached to you. Okay, I'm getting me. ready to call you around 9 o'clock. And my buddy calls me, his professor at Penn State calls me, and, and talks to me. And I'm like, well, I won't call day to day. I felt guilty if I didn't call you. Yeah, you, you should got feel to guilty. on me, man. <laughs> I feel guilty. Look, this is what I want to say, all right? I know the Giants hired this coach, and he's supposed to be the, the offensive co- coordinator for the Bills. But I don't think he can do anything with Daniel Jones that he did with Josh Allen. And I think Daniel Jones, personally, in my book, as a lifetime Giants fan, almost 60 years, Daniel Jones will soon be like Winston Churchill, history.
1: Uh, You could be right, but uh, but here's my point. Why not give this kid every chance you can with maybe the chance of he can develop into something? And if he doesn't, at least you have an offensive mind. And a GM that should be capable of bringing in, drafting, and developing the young quarterback.
3: And that's understandable, and I understand that that point of view. But I just have a Dave Brown complex with this kid. And when they start, to, and I, I know better, really he's, better than to, he, he, he's better
1: than Dave Brown. He yeah, he he's better than Dave Brown. Dave Brown was yeah, god awful. This kid's a, not god awful.
3: That's just a slight comparison. But it, it, uh, when they start talking about your neck, I have an issue with that. But I want to say this, Dave. I'm not going to stay on under your press for time. I'll leave it like this, and I'll say it to Ty and everybody. You're the best on the air, my man.
1: Oh, Marv, you are. What a guy, and thanks for the call. I mean, you, you hear something like that, Ty. And, I mean, you it just it probably makes you well up.
2: And by the way, he sent me a, a nice little gift. Uh, for Marv? The Marvin, yes. Wait, you have a baby and Marv sends you a present? He sent me a present. Really? What did he send nice you? Nice little uh, gift card. Really? Yeah, Beautiful note, congratulations! Wow. You guys make my uh, Saturday morning experience phenomenal. Love listening to you and Dr. every every uh, every weekend. Will you write him a thank you note? Uh, I mean, I spoke to him over the phone. It's like, does it, 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 this, this that situation is so nice. call for it? Should I send a thank you note, even though I spoke to him on the phone?
1: Uh, I, I mean, it would be the nice thing to do. I don't think it's necessary. I, I got to be. On, I can't believe how nice that is.
2: He's amazing, and you want to be on his good side. He's got. He's got like. Well, uh, he has weaponry training. Weaponry training. And like yeah. 10 different weapons.
1: Yeah, no, it's, he, he has like the, all types of guns and knives and
2: swords. He's and a veteran. I, he's a stand up guy. Yeah. He's got the great voice. You could a argue. Vo- a voice of the gods, really. On the station, we've got two, I, I would say, two incredible voices. You and Don. No. You no. and Don are, are I awesome. I hate my voice. You and Don are awesome. Marvin's in the running for like voices you hear on the station that are just Don, fantastic
1: clearly
2: the best voice. Oh, he's a he's got an amazing followed
1: voice. Followed by Marv and there is no comparison. I think it's that. you. No, I don't agree. You've got a I, think, great I voice. think my voice is awful.
2: I love it. It it just bellows. I can't even
1: listen when I like record spots or listen to to segments back. I it, I cringe.
2: But I think that's everyone. Like we I all don't think so. hate the sound of our voice, our own voices. But your voice bellows. Like nine a.m. on a Saturday, you just hear that, and you're just ready to go. Snowstorm so at <laughs> <and> all. <laughs> Snowstorm yeah. at all.
1: That's an evil laugh. <laughs> that's that's very evil. That's that that really is troubling. But yeah, you got a great chance. <laughs> oh what God. what time did you receive your first uh, Stump Rothenberg call?
2: Wow, it, it wasn't until just now. I'm impressed. This was so people are starting to listen. 10:15 was the first Stump Rothenberg call. Now you have Luke in Connecticut. His yeah. question is about wrestling. Well, it's a big wrestling weekend, man. But
1: is that? I mean, I, I have no chance to get it right. Is that really the direction we want to go? But
2: there, in? there is a uh, like. Is that? Is it a gettable question? It's a get, uh, It's a gettable question. Because it's not just strictly about wrestling. Like, there's some crossover effect here. You
1: think there's a chance I get it right?
2: There's a chance you Did get you it know right. It? Just be, no, I don't know it. But there's a chance you get it right because the crossover I spoke about, you're very well-versed in that, in that part of it. All right.
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.
1: I think it's fair to say not all that many have succeeded. Stump Rothenberg, ninety-eight seventy, ESPN. Brought to you by Slowman's uh, Ty, David. Good morning. Uh, what is our our record so far through as we approach the first month of uh, of twenty twenty two?
2: I mean, you're on fire, baby. You are thirty-eight and seven. So oh. we haven't even hit double-digit losses, and we're almost through January.
1: 38
2: and 7. That's a that's a gorgeous number. And I will have the pride of uh one Jake Montgomery say that he is I, I believe responsible for two of the seven. Two out of the, two seven. of the seven. Now I did get it right
4: last week against you, I believe. So dude. you're going for a two-game winning streak here. It's amazing how how proud you are to have stumped me. Twice because, this year. Dave, we've talked about this throughout the entire year of twenty twenty one. I don't think I stumped you once. So to get you both first weeks of January is a good start for me but right. again got you got to let and we'll week. see if I get you week 4 there, did, you, there I, you go i
2: do got to say it makes it my job tougher because like the level of que- the level we have to get to on the uh, degree of difficulty scale like it's tough because you get all the it's like when you're going 38 and 7 you can't complain about how difficult the questions are so Why i not? got I, I it's dude look at the clip you're hitting at but
1: still but here's I won't get angry with the difficulty. I'll get angry with the stupidity. Like, there's some questions. Yeah, over like, nobody cares that. You know? Nobody cares about that. All right, can we get to the game, please? <laughs> Let's do it. Or do you just want to stand in the way? I will
2: stand in the way like a traffic cone. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's
1: right, Stop it. Let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Steve loves this segment. Good morning. You're on Stump Rothenberg. So, Dave, prior to COVID, what
4: would have been the work situation on a snowy Saturday like tonight?
1: The, the work
4: situation? I was saying, would you have been able to record only or no?
1: Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. I, I would have okay. been locked in my basement at home doing the show while those guys, you know, took one for the team and they went into the studio. And
5: you're
1: lucky for go. Okay, God bless. I got a football question you. Do you me? have a question. I was told you have a good question. Can we get to it, Steve?
4: Okay, so prior to these playoffs, football, Matthew Stafford – was a career leader in touchdowns and passing yards for quarterbacks to never win a playoff game. Which quarterback now holds the record for most regular season passing yards without a playoff win?
1: Without a win. Without a win. Ryan Fitzpatrick. No
5: playoff victory, yes.
1: Ryan Fitzpatrick. Final answer? Oh, God. See, I'm thinking, could it be Andy Dalton? I don't know. Could it be Fitzpatrick? So, mo- most yards thrown in the regular season, right? With no playoff win?
4: Yes. No playoff
1: win, it presently, correct. I think it's. Is it Fitzpatrick? He's got to be up there. Andy Dalton's got to be up there, too. Ah, God. Those would be the two that, that jump off the page to me. Did Carson Palmer win a playoff game? Now I can't even remember if Carson Palmer won a playoff game. Those would be the three. Did Carson Palmer win a playoff game? This is terrible. Um mm, I hate that I don't. I think he did. I think he won one with Arizona. I think. So It's got to be between Dalton and Fitzpatrick. And I'm not sure. But Dalton won so
2: many times, but never won. Right? He never won a playoff game, because the Bengals never won. Stump Rothenberg might actually bleed into Anita's show. You
1: know what? I don't care, and I don't want to hear from you. You're being obnoxious. But he never won a playoff game, I don't think. You know what? Sometimes it takes thought. I'm going to say Andy Dalton. Final answer. So your first instinct was wrong, Dave. It is Andy Dalton. You got it. So I got it right. Yes, sir. Yes, oh! sir. I wonder. I wish we would have kept on. I wonder where Fitzpatrick. If I was close with that one, like if he was. close No, he to was
2: because that was my first guess, and he said Fitzpatrick is right up there with uh, Dalton. I don't know if he was two or he was three, but that was my first guess as well. Good job. So you
1: were right there. So that's that's one and zero. Oh. All right, I, I don't think I'll get this one, but just for the sake of, of, you know, taking all the questions. Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
5: What's up, Dave? My beard just grew
1: six inches waiting for you. You, you know, here, here's the thing, Luke. You know, we, we could just hang right up now before you even ask your question.
5: Oh, am joking. Come we, on. we could. We could. No, right. know I love you.
1: Go ahead. I'm just
5: Yeah. Paying. All right. No, I mean, but Ty is right. Come on, you're thirty, 30 Oh my 18, god, can you right. can you ple
1: can you please, please, for God's sakes, ask your question. All right. Who's the only actor to win the WCW heavyweight title? Is he also the only
5: actor to win like a heavyweight title in any you know of the two? David Arquette.
1: How the heck did
5: you know that?
1: I know a lot of he was he was in a wrestling movie. Cuz I remember he was in a movie called Ready to Rumble. And then he won the the WCW I, I think it was the, I don't know it was the heavyweight championship or whatever but he yeah, won a
2: title. The WCW heavyweight champion. It was the heavyweight championship. That's a good pull by you.
1: Yeah, this is what I do. And that was and, that was, qu- and that, that was quick.
2: That was one of the questions I had you getting wrong. And you got it correct.
1: Let's go to um Walker and Mawa. Walker you're on stump Rothenberg.
5: Morning, Dave. I'm bringing my 2-7 and seven
1: career record to that. All right. Listen, it's not that seven. bad. No. It's not that bad when you look comparatively to others. So I got a baseball question for you today. All right. Um,
5: two players in MLB history have made at least five American League All-Star teams and at least five National League All-Star teams. I know you don't like two-part questions, so I'm going to give you Frank Robinson, who made six All-Star teams each for Cincinnati and Baltimore. Can you name the other?
1: a good question. (laughs) I don't know that I know it. It is a good question. Um I wonder if Vladimir Guerrero. So my first thought is Vlad. And I wonder if Pedro Martinez is up there. <sighs> Vlad and Pedro. It's five for, for each uh, each league, you said? Correct. At least five in each league. At least five. At least five. Lad Pedro Is there anyone else? He's gonna yell at me that I'm taking too long. This is a tough question. This is a good question. Um God. Uh I don't know. You gave me Frank Robinson. Which would have been someone I might have been able to come up with Clemens is not over five is Randy Johnson over five did he go to five with the Diamondbacks and Expos because he's definitely got to be five with the Mariners so on Pedro Randy Johnson who was the other one on Vlad those would be my three Question is, did Randy Johnson go to five in the National League? Because I'm sure he went to five in the American League. And did Vladi go to five in the National League? I believe it's one of those three. I feel – I bet money it was one of those three. $5,000. I'm going to go – what?
2: $5,000 you bet? No, no. $50.
1: But I'm going to go, I'm going to go Randy Johnson, but I think it definitely could be Vlad Guerrero.
5: That's your final answer?
1: That's my final answer.
5: Vlad only had four in the National League. It's Randy Johnson.
2: You got it.
1: (laughs) Hi. Did you just see the inner workings of my brain there?
2: I love good uh, brain inner workings. That was. I mean,
1: that what? Well, come on. That that was unbelievable.
2: It was pretty impressive.
1: It was unbelievable, is what that no was.
2: One, no one loves uh, Dave Rothenberg like Dave Rothenberg. But three and zero 0- is three and zero. Three and zero is
1: three and zero. You're good. Three and zero is three and zero. Jake, we're gonna we're gonna save you for the other side. We're now gonna take the great Chris and Beth Page, who I believe appreciates me maybe more than anybody. Good morning, Chris.
5: A thousand percent, Dan. You know that. And um, hopefully one day, Jake will have stumped you as many times as I have, which isn't a lot, but still. it's. Uh, I think it's up there as one of the leaders in the last four years. But oh, here we we'll go. see. Here we go. All, All right, right. Go ahead, Chris.
1: Is this, a, is this a gettable question today? A gettable question?
5: 100%. 100%. Do you think it's a good question? Now, I think it's a good question. Okay. Now, five times in NFL history... A trio of receivers have had a 1,000 yards, okay, receiving, which is very impressive. It's happened five times. I originally told Ty I was going to ask you the last time it happened, but I'd rather ask you the first time it happened because it's a, it's a more intriguing trio. So I'd like you to, the first time it ever happened, three, a trio received uh, 1,000 yards in a season.
1: All right, so it's got to be, I, I would think the Colts have to be on there. You know what? I think it's the uh, I think it's the Chargers. I think it's John Jefferson. I think it's Kellen Winslow, and I think it's Charlie Joyner. Final answer.
5: Wow! Great job, Dave. And I was very good. You got it right. Give the ding. <laughs> Let me ask you this: This obviously doesn't count. But do you know the last time it happened? Cardinals. Very good. Jeez! Wow, dude, you're like I the, the Spurs. one either way.
1: Boom!
2: You're like the Spurs. You're like the, a, a well-oiled machine.
1: I think the, the the Washington, whoever they are, is, was in there as well with Art Monk, who went to White Plains High School, by the way. Ricky Sanders and Gary Clark. The Colts with Harrison Wayne Stokely. The Cardinals, Fitzgerald Bolden, and, and the tough one is Steve Breston. And I can't think of the fifth one right now.
4: Dave, I like you, but you're weird, man. Why? You're a weird
1: guy. That
4: 1980 <laughs> Charger,
3: that was
1: Air Coriel. I just don't know. Chuck Muncie, Dan <laughs> Fouts. That was a terrific team. You're a weirdo, Dave. No.
4: No, how dare you? I love you. You're just no. a weirdo. No. Like, no. we love sports, and we. No, I just don't get your brain, and it's amazing to watch and to listen to every Saturday.
1: Because so. I, I love sports? Because I have great no, knowledge? Everyone now I'm weird?
4: Everyone listening loves sports, but
1: what you just did is weird. Is Doris Kearns Goodwin weird because she has great knowledge of presidential history? No. No, she's not. For you saying neither that am I. Sent-
4: you saying that sentence is weird. <laughs> your brain is on a thousand.
1: I am rolling, and instead of looking down on me, you should be like, "What wow, th- we, we work with a genius, but I still can't think of the fifth team. I got I to get to work on that.
2: All right, where are we at here, Ty? Five and O? Uh, we are, stop it, five questions. Y- I mean, you take three minutes to answer your qu- each where question. Where are we? Four and O. Four and O? Yeah, it's just four and O.
1: But an impressive four and o.
2: I mean, you've worked for it.
1: Well, they, they're not easy questions. It's they're been, not layups.
2: It, it's been a grind. Well, yeah, it's
1: not always easy. Jump Rothenberg continues. Kyle Weiss on Twitter. Rothenberg is unbelievable today. Pop Star. This is the greatest segment in all of radio.
2: All of radio.
1: All of uh, is it not? Radio's is, is been it? done
2: a long time. Hmm? That's uh, high praise. Is for... this
1: not one of the great segments that is done in radio?
2: Oh, it's fantastic.
1: 4-0, oh, yes? 4-0, oh, buddy. Jake, floor is yours.
4: Thank you, Dave. And I'm excited. And it is one of the best, if not the best. I look forward to trying to stump you all week. And there here go. we go.
1: Here we go. This NFL.
4: NFL. This weekend is the conference championship games. Only two NFL teams are undefeated in the conference championship games in the Super Bowl era. Giants-Bengals. <laughs> I was going to say, well, one of them is the Giants, who are 5-0 and in the conference championship. Who is the other? But before I could even let out the answer Dave you are amazing it is indeed the Bengals are 2 and 0 and that bodes well for them this weekend against the Chiefs possibly I, I guess it does you know I guess technically there's another team so right So I yeah, well the, I was going to Tech
1: the Texans are also undefeated
4: So there's actually two that can if you get technical one the Texans never played in the conference championship game so yeah. they are kind of undefeated right. the other that I thought I might be able to trick you with is the Seahawks are actually technically Undefeated in the NFC, but they lost in the '83 AFC Championship game. So I was hoping you would maybe say Seahawks, Sorry. but you are just too good, my friend. Sorry. That impressed me. Well, man. you said before I even finished the question. This is
2: what we do. I'm so, surprised you remember the Giant. It's been so long since they've been to a conference championship game. I'm surprised they. Yeah, didn't. Five, and I want to say this too, real quick, Dave. And you, yeah. I
4: mean, it's been a while, but nine and one in the NFC Conference Championship game and the Super Bowl is an amazing stat. It's just they don't get there. So very I've been often. to
1: two of them. Of those 10 games that you just discussed, they're one and one. I was at the loss.
4: <laughs> that Ravens game was 34 brutal. 34-7, yep. yeah.
1: And, but I was did, at one. what was amazing, 41 nothing against the Vikings.
2: Did you cry at the end of that game?
1: The Ravens loss? Yeah. No, but I would have fought Ray Lewis at the end.
4: Really of quick, game. what was the flight back like? Was it just silence? So we had tremendous turbulence, and
1: people were like, oh, God. And I was like. Just, just crash us. <laughs> <laughs> just,
4: just right there's a field right there. Just crash us down. I don't care. So it would like, be, it would be the best part of the trip.
1: Yeah, I was, I was despondent after Wait, the game. So you
2: would have like physically fought Ray Lewis, and how do you think? I that mean, I don't think it way? would
1: have ended well. But I was, I was just, I was yeah. Well, I was it could that have ended
2: well. You wanted to die at the moment. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's true. Uh, all right, let's let, let's go to um, let's go to Dion in Queens. Dion, I'm undefeated. Where are you going here? Hello Dave, thanks for taking my call on the best deal. segment ever on radio See,
6: this is what people um, are saying <laughs> I'm going U.S. history Okay um, Barbara Bush Was one of only two First ladies to be both married To
5: a U.S. president And a mother of a U.S. president Who is the other
3: first lady?
1: That's a good question Um... Gotta be a long time ago. Is it Abigail Adams? You are spot on,
5: Dave. Once <laughs> a
1: I knew I knew it had to be a long, long time ago. So that's gotta be. God, that's gotta be John Quincy Adams and, and John Adams, right? I think would be the uh the answer. Alright. So that where where are we now, uh, you Ty? Are blistering it... hot. You are six in all, oh, my friend. Six. Now, do we take another call or do we go to your five pack? Uh,
2: we could say we got room for one more call.
1: Because you it you want me to get it wrong.
2: No, 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 no. Of course not.
1: You want undefeated or you want me to get one wrong? I want be honest. You
2: to be unblemished.
1: Okay, Rob Ridgefield, Rob Europe, Stump Rothenberg.
2: Uh,
5: all right, I'm zero two against you, so I'm looking for my first win. Okay, going U.S. president, sticking with the theme. Who is the only U.S. president to have a patent?
1: That's it? Only U.S. president with a patent?
5: That's right.
1: I think it's Lincoln, but I'm not sure. Hold on. Let me think this through. I think it's Lincoln. Is there anybody else that I can think of? It's got to be an older president. I think he's got something with I forget what it is but I'm pretty
5: confident still vegan
1: yeah but I don't think it's gonna do any good like I'm uh, my first thought was Lincoln <laughs> I can't think of anybody else Cause I think it's still in existence is there anybody else? Yeah, all right, we'll go. I'm a little nervous here, but I'm gonna go with Lincoln. Finally, ah, you got me. Oh, you. For you, so that's that's continuing to be undefeated. Yes, that is seven to zero. Why are you why are you laughing? <laughs> well, this is unbelievable
2: to to hear, like the the reaction the to the caller of like being defeated. Like I thought I had you. Oh no, I don't have you.
1: This this is. This is, like, perfect game kind of stuff. This is, is Kofax This
2: this is 1980 Game 7 Magic Johnson in the finals.
1: Yeah. Uh, it was Game 6, by the way. But yeah, yes. Game 6. Yeah. Where he scored 42 points at center for Kareem. Yeah. Yeah, Game 6.
2: That All right. Unbelievable. 17 rebounds, I believe, too. Five, five packs. Uh, quick, before I get to mine, uh, Chris from Page. he points at that fifth team you're looking for, the 95 Falcons. The 95
1: Falcons.
2: Falcons. They
1: had uh, Metcalf. Hang Mathis. on, let me see if I can think of this now. 95 Falcons. This won't count toward your record. No, no, no. Eric Metcalf. Burt Emanuel, who was a quarterback at Rice. And former Jet Terrence Mathis.
2: And you would be correct. Good go. Lord, you're good.
1: Okay. All right, All right. You ready? To finish out, what could be the greatest stump
2: Rothenberg in the history of the segment? Alright, let's do it. Let's start locally here. We a big fan of the show. James Johnson.
1: James Johnson. Now, I gotta think, because there's multiple James Johnsons. There's <laughs> one that's like a black belt in in karate. And I, I think he because I, I was down there at the time. He played for um played for Wake Forest, if that's the one that you're thinking of as well. So I will go with uh, Wake Forest.
2: Uh and you would be correct, yes. Okay. James Johnson. I think his
1: dad was like a like a karate like master, and he's also a black
2: belt in karate. Yeah, not gonna earn you an extra point there. That's but fine. Sure. Uh, let's go to our board, Andrew Gunling Sixers. Tyrese Maxey. Ty- uh, the big guy. You're going with small guy. Tyrese no. Maxey, the guard.
1: Who am I thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of Jason Maxie, the <laughs> former Piston. Yeah, who went to Cincinnati. Tyrese Maxey then is Kentucky. Uh, you
2: would be correct. Okay. I love how you say big guy. This guy's like six feet tall. Yeah, no, I got <laughs> them
1: confused with Jason.
2: You remember Jason Maxey? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Victor Oladipo. Uh, Indiana. That was easy. Uh, I, I believe he's not fighting. Uh, Darren Williams. He's like a, a boxer uh, University
1: of Illinois. Who um. played Carolina in the championship, and should have beat them, but they would do, completely blew that game. <laughs> his backcourt mate was who? Uh, who was his backcourt mate? D Brown was his backcourt mate. Oh, wow. And the center on the team was James Augustine, who got into foul trouble in the uh, championship game against Carolina. Not
2: to be confused with DJ Augustine.
1: No, no. So, who went to Texas. So, one more. Away from perfection in the segment.
2: Now, do you see the brilliance that's unfolding here? It is what you would call a wealth of knowledge, a fountain of knowledge. We are on the cusp oh, God. of 12-0. The difference between 11-1 and 12-0 and and is huge. It could all go downhill from here. But I believe in my guy, Dave Rothenberg. We will go with the great, maybe future Hall of Famer, Kyle Lowry. Villanova. Wow. Wow. What what did that finish at? 12 and wait for it. Wait for it. Oh. 12 and 0. <laughs> <laughs> 12 o. and 0. My man. Are you, you do you
1: realize what people that are listening to this right now, including the two of you just witnessed?
2: So to put it in perspective, here's what happened. 12 and 0. You finished last week with 7 losses. Overall. No, I did not. No, no. Overall, in the month of January, you oh, okay. finished last week with seven losses. We will head into February with seven losses because you went 12-0 and today. Wow. 12-0. and You are now 50-7 on the season. Wow. And there's
1: going to be the naysayers. Google's involved, and the, the college question shouldn't count. You can't stand in the way of what you
2: just witnessed. Yeah, that's. it's hard to argue greatness there.
1: Wow. I feel I'm terrific. proud of you, my man. Uh, And that is Stump Rothenberg, brought to you by people. They must be so proud, the people at Slomans right now. (laughs) Don't you think?
2: (laughs) The stuff that we do here, and I'm going to say we, because I'm going to take some credit for your brilliance. I think you should. Yeah. I
1: think I think you are a big portion of it because let's be fair. RJ on during the week he's not he's not screenable like you so are. This, you screen it at a higher I'm level. I'm concerned.
2: This is the second time you've taken a shot at RJ during the show. I'm, Love I, RJ. I'm worried about like where that relationship is going. No,
1: our relationship is is solid. By the way, Sloman's call one eight hundred Alarm Me to receive a free doorbell camera with the installation of your Sloman Shield. Keep your family safe. Call one eight hundred Alarm Me.
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. It's time for a frenzy. <laughs> a football frenzy. You could say that 10,000 times and it up. still wouldn't be enough. It fires me up, man. I oh, love Say it one more time. A football frenzy. Any team, any player, any question.
1: And away we go. The Frenzy with Rothenberg and R.J. Bell, 98.7 ESPN. R.J., you're ready to roll here with the frenzy.
6: Yes, you know sometimes where pain feels good? Yes. This is an example. Well, what's the pain? The pain is that though you have the best callers I think out there, sometimes callers struggle with their questions.
1: Yeah, but we put them in a situation where they're going to do well because it's just—it's quick, it's in and out. There's no,
6: you know, and again, that's where I'm—I'm—I'm kind of bought in. I feel scared about it, but I'm—I'm—I'm I'm I'm becoming a frenzy fan.
1: There you go. One 919 3776 on the Twitter at Rothenberg ESPN. I know Jake says he wants to play. Ty says he wants to play. Let's get to the questions. We lead off with one of the greats. Rapid fire, no salutations. Fran in Master Mastopiqua. Go ahead, Fran.
6: crazy if thinking that the Joe cool Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals will beat the Patrick mahomes Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Well, that would be a monumental upset, huh?
6: Well, I mean, you know, this is a team that just beat them not that long ago, and it wasn't like that was a game that, that Casey was indifferent to. Uh, that's the loss that cost them the number one seed.
1: Uh, It's a fair point, but I would throw this back. First of all, the game was in Cincinnati, for starters. This is clearly a more important game, right? They're going to be more motivated in this game than they were in that game. And my thought process is they got burned by Jamar Chase in that game, leaving him in single coverage. If they do that again, they would deserve to have the same fate.
6: Well, remember, one of the key handicaps in this game is Burrow against blitzing teams. Has done outstanding, and it doesn't matter what the situation is. Ultimately, K- uh, Spags with KC blitzes, and I don't think you can blitz Burrow. So I think Burrow's got some advantages here.
1: Oh, you maybe you're tipping your hand a little bit here. Maybe you're going to no, go. With no, the, no, uh, no, Maybe nope. the Bengals plus the seven. We don't know. We'll find out later. Brian Berg and Brian Frenzy go.
5: With the hiring of Hackett, do you think the plan is in full motion for the Broncos to get Rogers and Adams?
1: Yes. I think that is the plan, and there was a report yesterday, RJ, that said he doesn't just want Adams; he wants uh, Valdez, Cantling as well. But I, I, and Schefter said no. Schefter said they love Hackett. Regardless, I find that hard to believe. I think this has to be the long play to wind up with Aaron Rodgers.
6: Well, remember now when when you have someone uh, who's an insider and, and 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 there's no doubt is a, a very skilled reporter. There is quid pro quo's out there. It, it is a situation where a team says, hey, we're going to give you a lot, but this is something that's important for us to be communicated. And you know what? Maybe that's true, but you know what? Maybe it's not. So, really, is, she- is the team ever going to tell Shafter, you know, we don't want this guy really, but we think we can get Rodgers through him?
1: Uh, absolutely. Uh, this is a good look ahead. Uh, Jonathan Green wants to know, uh, is, it, is six a safe over-under win projection for the Jets and the Giants heading into next season?
6: Well, what people get surprised by is how big the smallest win totals are and how small the biggest ones are. So, I mean, back to a 16-game season just for a second because I've got so much more history with that. Like the worst teams would be four and a half over, right? And the best teams would be maybe 12. I mean, that's the 11 and a half or almost even the best teams. So now we've gone up a game to move those up a little bit. Uh, six still would be amongst the, the lowest and the, the, I would say there's bottom five teams would have a win total of six. So six might sound kind of decent, but that's still a bottom five team.
1: Well, it's a, I mean, listen, you're going six and 11 now, right? Six and 11 mm-hmm. for a push, they got to win seven games to, to win the bet and then five to lose the bet. So
6: no, it's a, it's a good point is when you're on a number on those win totals, there's a lot of pushes, or at least it seems like the chance of push is significant. So I would agree, five and a half and six, very different numbers.
1: Very different numbers. I wow you every once in a while, don't I?
6: It's a good point. It shows your long history as a degenerate that you're trying <laughs> right. to recover from.
1: Oh, terrific. Let's go to Troy and Queens. Troy, you're on the frenzy. <laughs> if Mike Rabu would have
5: just took the extra point in the field goal, he left four points on the field. You think Tennessee would
6: have still lost to Cincinnati?
1: a fair question
6: personally I'm a skeptic with all the go for twos all the fourth downs. but that's one when it's early in the game where it's unlikely the one point's going to matter meaning be the deciding factor because if it's seven six and you have a chance to kick the extra point and there's eight minutes left in the game then the odds of, of a failure causing you to lose the game just directly go way up early in the game no so the question is, if you're on the one, do you average more than one point by going for two? And I think I think statistically it ends up being like 1.3 points. So to me, you always do the thing that's going to give you more expectation unless it's such a short-term consideration that, that missing it becomes a bigger issue. So I like that call specifically.
1: Um, is is LaFleur from Green Bay an overrated head coach? Uh, Magic Victor wants to know.
6: I think by... Squares who are like, they read the sports page and that's all they do. They probably see 13 wins, 13 wins, and 13 wins and think, oh, he's one of the best coaches. And I think if you think that he's overrated, but amongst the sharp analytic people, they think he's an average coach, some of them. And I think he's underrated compared to that. I think he's probably like the eighth or tenth best coach in the league. Uh, You can't win 13 games three times in a row and not give him that. And I, I think some people overrate him and some underrate him. Dave, what do you think the consensus is, let's say, amongst top radio guys or, or New York guys on how good he is? Because I think, I think he he's very a good coach. Widely. Well, a couple
1: of things. I think he's a good coach. I agree with you. I wouldn't put him in that, 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 that Andy Reid, Belichick, just elite, elite. And think about this. He's got a division that you can't help but win. And in the playoffs – I think he and Aaron Rodgers have to take a hit. I mean, it, it, what happened this year to Aaron Rodgers, and I defended two years ago, I didn't say a word. San Francisco's running game, their team, they were better. They, they couldn't stop them. Fine. Last year, you had to really take notice, losing at home to Brady when Brady got picked off three times, and you didn't run the ball late in the game when you, you looked like you could have run it in for a touchdown. Bad. But this year, horrendous. Absolutely. Think about this, RJ. They're up 10-3. They just stopped San Francisco on a third and fourth down run. They go three and out. They try to punt it away. It's blocked for a touchdown. They get the ball with, what, four minutes to go. Tie game, Lambeau Field. What do they do? Three and out again. I'm sorry. That has to hurt the legacy of LaFleur and specifically Aaron Rodgers.
6: Well, I I agree with Rodgers just because you've got so many years since 2010 to add on to it. With, I don't think any three—I mean, remember, Belichick and Brady went 10 seasons without a Super Bowl. So, to some degree, if you would have stopped in the middle of that, what, what would the critiques have been? But
1: not but not without going, without winning.
6: Yeah, but if he goes and loses, it's going to be worse for him. You, you think we're going to say, oh, he, we'd say, see, he can't win the Wait, big game. Wait, think,
1: you think if Green Bay would have gone and lost to Kansas City would be worse than, than losing a home game to San Francisco?
6: I think, well, how do you explain the Michael Jordan 6-0 and being better than LeBron with, you know, 10 appearances? Personally, I, I do agree. As a Steeler fan, when we lost the Super Bowl in 30, uh, 90, 1995 against Cowboys, I hated that we weren't perfect anymore. And I hated to lose to, to Aaron Rodgers uh, in the Mendenhall game. There is something magical about Montana, another example, that can go to the game, Bradshaw, go to the game and not lose. So I think once you lose a Super Bowl, it takes even more of a shine off you. So let me ask you, do you think that Jordan, if he went to one more championship, if the year they lost to Orlando, if he went to the championship round and lost, would that have helped his legacy or hurt it?
1: Uh, I think in that instance it might hurt it. Just because of six and zero as opposed to six and one, but only for Aaron Rodgers, only been to one Super Bowl in his entire career.
6: I agree. He needs to win another one. If he but if he wins another one and and goes to another one and loses, I think two and one's worse than two and out.
1: Oh. All right, we agree to disagree. Uh, Jake, I know you want to play. So your question right now will be?
4: I would love to play. So last week we saw Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen you know, have an amazing game. This week, Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. Both of those guys, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, two of the best young quarterbacks in the league. If you had your choice of either quarterback, which one would you choose?
1: So what are my choices? You're giving me Burrow or Mahomes? Burrow or Josh Allen. Burrow. Oh. I, know, I believe that I can answer for R.J. what he would do.
4: And I just want to say oh. this really quick, too. Yeah. A lot of people would be surprised, but they're actually the same age. They're both 25 years old. Josh Allen has just been in the league a lot longer.
1: Uh, I believe, R.J., that you will, and I say this emphatically, take Joe Burrow.
6: Here's the thing. One, I think Burrow's trend line is steeper right now. Right? Whereas he's had a half a year, got her a year, and now the theory is there's more growth to go. When, when, when Josh Allen was a year and a half in, he was a below-average quarterback. I mean, quite frankly, look at the stats. It was year three that he really stepped up. I, I expected regression this year from Allen, and I think we got it the first 10 or 12 games. He just wasn't near as good. But boy, did he step since the win game. It's amazing. Let's give the guy credit. But here's my concern with Burrow. He already has one blown knee. It takes one more, and it's chronic. And the hits he's taken, he's a oh. gutsy guy. But what's the likelihood of him staying healthy? So if it was for one season, like next season, i take Burrow. If it's for the career, I think i take Allen because he's going to be so much more durable.
1: Yeah, he's such a big guy, too. And if they do anything this offseason in Cincinnati – they better darn well make sure they figure out a way to protect uh, Joe Burrow. Because if not, you're right. He's going to get hurt again. Sal and Valley Stream. <clears throat> excuse me. Sal, you're on uh, the frenzy. Hey,
5: thank you for having me,
1: guys. I want to talk about something real quick. Sal, is, uh, Sal. Jay- me, My God. And this is RJ's greatest fear come to life. <laughs> thank you for having me. want to get into this topic. The question. let us I know Mark and Staten Island can do it. Mark, you're on the frenzy.
4: If Brady retires, do you think that uh, Rodgers can go down to
6: Tampa?
1: He did it well. What do you think?
6: I think it's the opposite. I think Tampa—they're fleeing from Tampa. Um, I, I, I personally—if Brady—if if Brady comes back, I think the odds of him being in Tampa is less than fifty percent.
1: What? What do you? If Brady comes back, you don't think he stays in Tampa?
6: No. Really? No. I mean, think about it. What? what And I said this a couple weeks ago. I said this extensively on my show, and here we are with it again. Antonio Brown, there's more to that story than the mainstream media wants to talk about because it's an inconvenient story. And now that we have a text from the GM telling AB's attorney that, yes, he did tell uh, the coach that he was injured, and now we have a direct contradiction from the GM And I'm not saying that Antonio Brown hasn't done things wrong, but I'm saying I'm not sure Bruce Arians is a coach who could have kept that together, and I think it's all falling apart. And really, with all the contract issues, Dave, how good could the best version of Tampa be next year compared to this year? At best, it's going to be 80% of what it was this year, and they couldn't win it this year.
1: Do you believe Brady plays again?
6: I do, and I think, and I know this is a long shot, but I'm going to put my stake to flag. I think he goes to San Francisco.
1: Oh, how
6: delicious would that be, huh? He wanted—that's the first place he wanted to go, and they—that's where Jimmy he's from. 20. That's where he's yep. from. Last season, last, last dance, right there.
1: Wow. All right. Last season, San Fran, tie it all up hometown. Ty, I don't want to exclude you from the frenzy. I know you have a question.
2: Alright, uh, so off the controversy last week with the overtime rules, well, How would you guys feel about this? Um, both teams get to touch the ball in overtime. Uh, using last week, Casey scores a touchdown in seven plays. The Bills have to score their ensuing touchdown in seven plays or fewer, or the game is over. I don't like over. it. I, I Listen,
1: I, I understand your, your point. Now we're doing, you know, can you name that tune in football? How about you just play a ten-minute overtime? Ten-minute Extra period, whoever has the lead at the end of that is the winner of the game.
6: Here's my position. I need the overtime to be like the game that was just played, okay? I don't want any start on the 35. I, this isn't a video game, all right? I like video games. This is football. I think it, no one's saying this, Dave. In the regular season, let there be ties. No overtime. And in the postseason, you play 10 minutes and then 10 minutes and then 10 minutes until there's a winner. I agree. So, to me, one of the greatest games, and this shows my age a little bit, I was just a little kid watching it amazed Was the Chargers and Dan Fouts against Miami Dolphins. In Miami,
1: 41-38. I remember that overtime
6: game, yeah. And they're carrying Charlie Joyner off the field. Winslow, it was one of the great games. And you know what? Yeah, for safety's sake, you can't do that again and again. But if once a season, one two teams have a long game, you know what? That's going to be okay.
1: I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I couldn't agree with you more. Play a 10-minute quarter, and if it's still tied, play another one. And God forbid it's still tied, you play another. And it would happen, you know, like two overtimes, three overtimes would happen once a decade. And you, and yeah, you deal with it. it
6: and then, then every winner would feel more legitimate. And you know what? Ties are interesting during the regular season. It's something to talk about. And you have
1: a 10-minute overtime period in, in, in the regular season that is possible.
6: Yeah, well, it, you know what's funny, and I'll, I'll predict this. I know we got to run. It's much more possible than what's happened. I mean, every year the sportsbooks put up a one-and-a-half ties now as the over-under. Go over because it's lucky how there hasn't been more ties. And I'm not saying that's a problem. I'm saying ties aren't a horrible thing.
1: All right. And that ends the football frenzy.
0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.